welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. It's 1857, and in India, things are beginning to change. The deep hold that the British East India Trading Company has had on the continent of India is beginning to loosen, as many Indians decide they don't want to be ruled by a foreign country. But Mira doesn't see things changing in her own life anytime soon. Well, actually, things are dramatically going to change, but not in the way that she's excited about. See, she was married as a child when she was four years old to a neighboring boy. Um, He's not much older than she is. And now that she's about to turn 13, the families have decided it's time for Mira to now move in with her, her young husband. Mira is not excited about this. She's really not happy to move to another home, and she's not even sure she really even likes the young man who's going to be her husband. She's met him, she knows him, but she's not exactly fond of him. Still, she knows it's what's expected of her, especially by her father. And one day, right before she is to go and move in with her new young husband, she and her father have a moment to chat where his views on how he feels women should behave come right out front and center, as they always seem to be. Good women, I thought. Sati meant good woman, someone pure and virtuous. But what was good about having to lose your life on your husband's funeral prior when you became a widow just so you could join him in the afterlife, like your only purpose was to follow him around? No wonder so few families had practiced sati to begin with, and now, after the ban, even fewer did. I get sick to my stomach thinking of the day this tradition ends. Bobby Ja continued. That's funny, I thought, my eyes turning to stone as I watched my father. I get sick to my stomach thinking about the day Sita Chachi's life ended. It was a couple of winters before my brother Ravi was born, when my youngest uncle, Babuju's little brother, passed away in his sleep. Sitkatkachki, eight years older than me, who Babuju had treated like a daughter, was already up heating water in the large containers for our showers. When I told her the news, she'd broken down. But had she been more upset at her husband's passing or at what she was going to have to do in a few hours? Babaju proudly told anyone who'd listened how little Sitkachatsky walked out of our house that evening, head held high, to meet her end on her husband's funeral prior at the riverbank. But what Babaju didn't mention, what he probably never even noticed, was that Sitkachatsky was not happily heading off to fulfill her highest duties as a woman. Sitkachatsky was terrified. I was only seven, but even I knew it. The villagers who'd peered into our home to witness the rare spectacle of Sati knew it. Ma, who'd helped me back, stopping me from grabbing Sitkachatki, knew it. Babaju was oblivious, though. He'd put his hand up to bless my young aunt before leading her to her death. The practice of Sati that Mira's family still holds to and practices is not one that many Indians still believed in in 1857, and the British company had come in and said there was a ban on it. No one was allowed to do it. However, some practices run deep in some families. 
Although Mira is glad she has a young husband to marry because hopefully she won't have to follow this practice for many, many years until the unthinkable happens. Strong as Fire, Fierce as Flame by Supriya Kelkar. <laughs> 